This is Pastor D.R.E. on the M.I.C. and this is Prime Cuts. I hope you're having a good day on this weekend, a good weekend. I want to ask you, what are you doing this weekend? You know, this this your relaxed time or are you doing some ketchup? You know, some ketchup. And, and, for, and for the fellas, is this honeydew day? <laughs> you know what I mean. But whatever you're doing on your day today, you can tune in with us. You can chill with me. And, and we're just going to have a good time. I'm going to be playing highlights from this morning's show. Hope you enjoy it. Until next Saturday, be blessed. Pastor D.R.E. back here with you. Let me put something in your ear on today. What I want to talk to you for a minute is about maintaining your focus. Maintaining your focus. And I believe that's something that, you know, we as Christians need to really think about or, or really understand. It's important for us to maintain our focus. Many of us have so many distractions that's going on today. You know, we got we got distractions everywhere, distractions at home, distractions on the job. You know, we're distracted by our phone. We're distracted by so many things nowadays that sometimes it seems kind of hard to really do what we were called to do, to really fulfill the purpose of God on our life. You know, I want everybody to understand that you do have a purpose. You are called by God to do something. But are you so distracted by what's going on with the world, what's going on in your life, that that you can no longer no longer hear uh, what God is saying to you, or you no longer pay attention to what God is saying to you? I'm just want to tell everybody on today: maintain your focus. There's something at the end for you if you just maintain your focus. There's something that God is trying to get to you. If you maintain your focus, we all have distractions. And let me just tell you this distractions come, you know, it, it may be something that distracts you for a little while. It, it may be something that distracts you for a long time. It may be something that distracts you like a um, maybe something hitting the floor or something that you could not uh, help happens and it causes a, a distraction in your life. But then there are those intentional distractions. Yes, intentional distractions. And the instructions by uh, the distractions, excuse me, the distractions by the enemy. Whenever you're trying to do something for God or whenever God is trying to bless you, please understand that the enemy is going to try his best to distract you with something. It could be trouble. You know, we all, we, we, we all, uh, have those moments where we just have trouble that show up that we didn't expect to happen. We have things that show issues that show up that we didn't expect to happen. But there, there, there are also those distractions that may feel good to you. Yeah, see, distractions aren't always just trouble or something that uh, something that gets on your nerves, but it can be something that is good to you that feels good to you, you know, something that entices you, that takes your attention away from uh, what you've been trying to do. I, I know the fellas can feel me on this one. You ever been walking down the street or you've just been, you know, sitting somewhere and you're in the middle of a conversation and a fine girl passes by and it stops you mid-sentence? 
Now, if you're mad, you don't have to. You don't have to say anything because I know you're with your wife. But, but you know, you can you can be in the middle of a sentence, in the middle of doing something, or even working, and and a fine girl passes by and stops you in your tracks. So much so that you almost forget what you were doing. What was it? It was a distraction, and it took you away from fulfilling your goal. It took you away from doing what you was doing. So I want to ask you, do you have any distractions today? Is there, is there anything that that is hindering you from, from, from being the best you? From being what God has created you to be? It's a distraction. And guess what? The enemy will come with distractions so you, he, you can't really see what he is really trying to do. I'm going to distract you with this thing over here, something minor, something something that, you know, is not really that big or something that's enticing to you in hopes that you don't see what I'm really trying to do. Be careful that you're not distracted. It only takes you being distracted for a little while. It only takes uh, uh, just just just. A, a little, just just a minute distraction for you to get completely off course. Let me say it like this: you you've been driving your car and you've went this same place all the time. You've went the same route hundreds of times, and you have something on your mind. Hello, somebody. You got something on your mind, and because you have something on your mind, you don't see. You don't really see what's in front of you because your mind is preoccupied. And so what ends up happening? You end up, you know, uh, if you're on the highway, you end up missing your exit because something else is on your mind. You end up getting lost because something else was on your mind. You end up making your journey a little longer because something was on your mind. It's not that you didn't see the road. You see the road, but you wasn't focused on the road. You you wasn't really comprehending uh, uh, what was going on on the road because your mind was somewhere else. We all get distracted, but it's time for us to get undistracted and really get back to uh, get back to what we were created to do and be who we who we were created to be. As I was saying, you can be looking at something, but that doesn't mean that you're focused on it. It Focus is, this is what the dictionary says about focus. Focus is a state or condition permitting clear perception, clear perception and understanding. So not only do you see it, but you comprehend it. But when you distract it, you'll see it. You know, you you have something in front of you, but that doesn't mean that it has your attention. What has your attention on today? What has your attention on today? There are people with million dollar ideas that don't have their attention on the idea. They see it. They might have, you, you might have even written it down but your attention's not on it. There is somebody right now who has all the traits, all the qualities to be a good husband or a good wife, 
but because you're focused on other things you you don't pay your spouse the attention that you should and as a result there's problems in the home i'm just showing you how important focus is it's very important when we when we look at the story with uh think about this the story with with uh uh peter who was on the boat and jesus came walking on the water and and so you know peter being afraid because there's a storm going on he's afraid and and so jesus come walking on the water you know like it's nothing hey how you doing and so <laughs> and so jesus come walking on the water and peter was like that got to be a ghost but jesus says be of good cheer it is i and so what does peter say well if it's you tell me to come out and so jesus said come out and when peter got out the boat he was doing fine now let's let's just take a moment to applaud peter because we must remember there were other disciples on the boat that did not have the courage to get out why because they would never even focus on jesus per se they were focused on the storm they were focused on what has already transpired they were focused on the fear in their heart but peter yes peter uh got out the boat and began to walk with jesus can i just take a minute and 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 just uh uh you know tell somebody who may have gotten out of the boat and and you may have began to sink uh and those people and there may be people who's laughing at you and said oh you didn't have enough faith well you can tell them at least i had enough faith to get out the boat because there's some people that don't even have the faith to get out the boat they're sitting there scared in the boat peter start walking to the answer to his problem oh god i don't want to get too involved in that but but let me let me get back into it so so peter is is off the boat and he's doing fine he is walking on what he was afraid of he's he's doing great absolutely wonderful but here's what happened though as he's walking to jesus he begins to look at the storm he began to look at the waves he he he, he begins to look at everything that is wrong how many times have you have you had god's uh presence with you which he's with you all the time you you have his presence with you you have his power with you and yet even though god is there jesus is there you you turn your attention away from him and you start focusing on everything that's wrong you're focusing on everything that is wrong the power is there his presence is there but you're you're scared at you're scared of everything that you're looking at and so therefore you don't get out of the situation you've been praying about you know it is amazing to me how people will pray and and say lord please deliver me from this 
you know, no matter what it be, it can be an addiction, it can be an issue, you know, it can be something you're lacking. We will pray to God, God, please get me out of this situation. Please help me with this. And he will be right there to help us. But we look at the situation that we're in and we make the situation greater than God. Or here's another thing that we do. We ask God to help us with this, with the situation and, and deliver us out of that situation. And he does it. But then we go back to the situation or we make it more powerful or more impactful in our lives than we make God. And so we put our focus back on the problem and it's not even a problem no more. Sometimes it's the, it's the potential of a problem. Oh goodness, I came to help somebody today. It's the potential of a problem. It's not even that you got an issue. It's the fact that there may be an issue. And it takes your 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 it takes your attention away from everything. On just the thought there might be a problem. Can somebody say mental games? Oh goodness, your mind. Oh God, your mind can 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 drive you crazy. The the mental games, the the thoughts that you have. It can drive you insane. It can literally the thoughts that you have. If you don't, if you don't start, see, this is why confession is so important. If you don't start confessing good things or thinking on good things, those bad thoughts will produce unbelief and it will produce fear, and you will never get to the place where God is trying to take you. That's why I'm telling you, you got to stay focused. That's why the Bible says meditate on the word day and night, night and day. You got to stay focused. I, I I want you to, when you get a chance, I want you to look at uh, Hebrews chapter 12, I believe. Hebrews chapter 12, and it's verse 1 and verse 2. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. And verse two, it says, therefore, since therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despised the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. What, what I really want to bring out, what I want to bring to your attention is uh, in verse one, where it says, lay aside every weight and sin. Lay aside every weight and sin. I believe that's very important because oftentimes, we equate sin to be the weight when you can you could uh actually be weighted down with things that are not sin 
Let me say that again. You can be weighted down with things that are not sin. You didn't sin against God, but you got weights in your life. You got weights that are that are hindering you from being your best. You got weights in your life that are that are uh, uh, slowing you down from getting to the place that you're trying to get to, getting to the place that God has for you, getting the blessing that God has for you. You have weights, unnecessary weights. Weights are, are unnecessary burdens. And can I tell you something? A lot of times we volunteer ourselves for those burdens. You're trying to take on, you're trying to take on something that has nothing to do with you. You're trying to help people that don't want to be helped. You're trying to help people who are satisfied being in the position that they're in. And so you take on all these weights, trying to be a friend, trying to be a uh, nice to family or whatever. You're taking on all these weights and it's dragging you down. Unnecessary weights that you volunteered for. That's the bad part. You volunteered for these weights. And so because you're weighted down, I don't know if you've ever ran with weights or you've ever carried somebody on your, on your back. Because you're weighted down, when you try to run, you can't run. You can only walk. And even while you're walking, your body gets tired. Your soul gets tired because you're taking on unnecessary weights. So a lot of times it's, it's, not, it's not sin that is stopping us. We're not sinning, but we're taking on unnecessary weights. Things that the Lord didn't tell us to take on. Now, I know people will say, you know, you have to be kind to your neighbor and, you know, you got to be uh, uh, a light on a hill. And, and you know, it, it's the Christian thing to help people. And it absolutely is. Don't get me wrong. We should help people. We should help family. We, we, we should do all that. But we should do it like Christ did it. See, if you know, you, no one can show me not one place in the Bible where Jesus kept saying, there, there, it's okay, it's all right. No, oh, it's okay, it's okay. Oh, you, you, you complain about the same thing again? Oh, it's all right, don't worry about it, it's okay. You know, uh, he, he never was there to keep patting you on the back. But when he was at the pool of Bethesda, he asked the man who's, who was sitting there uh uh sick for for you know over i believe it was over 38 years or 30 years you know we know it was a long time i can't remember the the exact time but he he looked at the man and he said will thou be made whole do you do you want to get well now that seems like a crazy question well, I'm at the Pool of Bethesda. Let me just give you a little background on it. The Pool of Bethesda was a place where they it had these steps that people stayed on. And, and so what would happen once a year, the Pool of Bethesda uh, would be, uh, the, the water would be troubled by an angel once a year, one time a year. And so whoever stepped in the pool would get healed. And so here's this man been at the pool for, for years. 
And he came to him, to the man and said, do you want to get well? Will thou be made whole? Now that seems like a crazy question. Why do you think I've been sitting at this pool? But here's what Jesus was saying. If you want it, then I'll give it to you. But I need to know that you want it. And so we need to take that same approach when we're trying to help people. Okay, I don't mind helping you. I really don't. But I need to know that you want to be helped. I, I, I don't I don't need to know I, I don't this is not a time for me. I don't have time to um feel sorry for you or pat you on the back or you know listen to all your problems. I'm not gonna sit here and listen to your problems if you if you're not willing to uh get your problems solved. I'm not a I'm not a trash can. I'm not gonna take on your weight. You know, if you're not trying to get rid of it, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and listen to you complain all the time. You know, I, I need I need to know that you want to be delivered, that you want to be healed, that you want your life to change. Jesus always asked. He needed to know. And so that's what we need to do. Why? Because Jesus, Jesus understood this. He understood that he had a certain amount of time to fulfill his call. You know, as a matter of fact, I, I forget which scripture it's in or, or what book it's in, but he was like, I'm here to do the work of my father. Not to sit here and, and, and listen to you complain. I'm here to do the work of my father. And so that's what we need to say. It, we're not doing anything wrong when we tell people, listen, I don't have time to listen to you complain. We're not doing anything wrong. We're doing as our father do. I'm, I, I'm here. I have to do the work of my father. Now, do you want to be better? If you want to be better, I'm your man. I'll help you. But if the only thing that you want to do is complain and feel sorry for yourself, I don't have the time. I don't. I don't have the time. So we need to keep our focus. We, we, we shouldn't allow other people to bring us down. We need to keep our focus because there's so much more that God has in store for us. There's so much more for us to do, but we won't get it done if we don't maintain our focus. So now I ask you today, what are you focused on? Pastor DRE back here with you. Listen, we're about to do our headlines. I'm just going to deal with two headlines today, okay? But listen, let me ask you a question. Do you remember your mother or your grandmother saying something to these words, something to the fact like, God don't like ugly? And, and, and basically what that means is, you know, he don't, God don't, you know, uh, appreciate when people do bad things, you know. And, and for the people out in the world, you know, they might say karma is a, 
you, you know what I'm saying. So, so listen to the story. I'm just gonna read you the headline, okay? South Carolina man dies of heart attack while burying girlfriend he killed. Let that sink in. Don't adjust the radio. No, I said that. Let me let me read the headline again. South Carolina man dies of heart attack while burying girlfriend he killed. You cannot make this up. This sounds like Ripley's Believe It or Not. This sounds like, you know, uh, uh, is it true, you know, true or untrue? You know, those those shows where they show you the the scenario, you know, they, they do the, the uh, play of it, you know, uh, the reenactment of it, and you have to figure out by the end of the show, is this true? Or is this unbelief? This sounds like a story just made for a television show or a movie. I would not be surprised if Lifetime jumped on this thing because it is absolutely ridiculous. Okay, first of all, the the, the two people involved, one was 60, the other was 65. As a matter of fact, they give names. So apparently, uh, Mr. What's his name? James McKinnon. James McKinnon. Joseph, I'm sorry. Joseph McKinnon, 60 years old, kills his his girlfriend, which was um, 65 years old. And her name was Patricia Dent. So Joseph and McKinnon, Joseph McKinnon, 60, kills Patricia Dent, who is 65, and he kills her by strangling strangling her to death. It doesn't specify whether they got into an argument, maybe she didn't cook, you know, we don't know what happened, what caused that event to happen, where he took it upon himself to strangle his girlfriend. But he strangles his girlfriend and then takes her body and wrap it in a wrap it in trash bags. He goes to bury the the body, I believe, in his yard. The the article says, uh, bury the the body in his yard. And as he's digging the hole, he has a heart attack and dies. Now look, I don't want anybody to die. I, I don't want nobody to die. But God don't like ugly. That's all I'm saying. First of all, y'all too old for that. 60 and 65. Yeah. What, what, what could have caused this man to kill his girlfriend? 65. I mean, you know, you shouldn't kill anybody. But, you know, that sounds like something a, a 20-year-old would do. You know, he in his feelings and he gets enraged or something like that. But 60. 60 years old. That karma came quick, didn't it? But yeah, so he 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 messed around and had a heart attack. And and the authorities actually went out there because he had a heart attack. They didn't even know that, you know, there was another body there until they, you know, they actually looked. So um, you know, the moral of the story is do unto others as you would have them 
do unto you. That's that's all I'm saying. That that's all I'm saying. Okay, crazy story. But look, let me <laughs> let me give you a good story. Okay, so there is a mother and daughter, a mother and daughter, uh, who are graduating from Grambling State University. Big moment. Mother and daughter duo is graduating from Grambling State University. And I absolutely love that. First of all, let me just let me just say uh, big ups to the mother for not giving up on her career or on her dream, I should say. So uh, it's a mother and daughter that graduated from Grambling State. Uh, the daughter, her name is Trinity. She is receiving a bachelor's degree in biology. And Susan, her mom, is getting a bachelor's degree in child development. And yes, they are walking the stage together. Her mom is 48 and her daughter and the daughter is 21. They are walking the stage together. Let that be a lesson to those who feel like my time is over. I don't have enough time. I should have did it a long time ago. Well, maybe you should have done it a long time ago, but guess what? It is not too late. You can still have your dream. You can still follow your dream. Let that be a lesson to you. My daughter just, you know, began following her dream. She didn't, you know, go to, you know, straight to college from high school. But she woke up a, a year or two ago and said, you know what? I'm going, I want to be a nurse. I want to be a nurse. And she enrolled and began to pursue her dream. See, you know, one of the hardest things, sometimes it's not actually doing it, you know, getting in the middle of it. It's that starting point. A lot of times we look at, you know, uh, uh, we, we look at the starting point and, and we say in ourselves, we talk ourselves out of it. We say, I will never finish this. Or I'm not, you know, my mind is old. You know, you're calling your mind old. At, at 40, your mind is not old. As a matter of fact, I just saw, it seemed like I just saw an article where a, a gentleman graduated uh, with a master's and he's 71. You still got time. You sitting there looking at the job market and saying, what am I going to do and, and everything else? And how, how am I going to maintain? Go back and get some skills. Now, you may not have, you may not uh, do college, but you can pick up more skills. You can still follow your dream. I'm just saying it's not too late. That's all I'm saying. But my daughter, she said she wanted to be a nurse. Do you know that it's, it seemed like those two years flew by and she just walked um, about a week ago with a, a, a degree, I believe it's in pre-nursing or, or, or something to that effect. Anyway, she she had, she's, she's halfway done. The only thing she has to do now is clinicals. But she would have never got to that point if she hadn't started. What I want to tell you today is start pursue your dream. It's not over. 
but that's all the headlines for the day. And, and uh, I hope you enjoyed the headline. But that, that first one was a doozy. But I'll be right back with you, okay? Yeah, Pastor DRE back here with you. Listen, can I can I talk to you for a minute? This is going to be my uh, just something to think about. So, um, I started my day at about let's say about six o'clock. Six o'clock this morning. I have worked all day long, all day long. Um put in some hours doing warehouse work, okay? Um, I then got off from work and went straight, pretty much straight home, jumped in the shower, got out the shower, jumped in some clothes, and went to another city, you know, maybe about an hour away, maybe about an hour away, 40, 40 well, about 45 minutes away, uh, to support my wife. Uh, which did an awesome job on tonight, uh, ministering the word of God. Supported her, was there with her. Not just support her sitting down, but actually got involved. You know, they wanted me to do a couple of things like sing and introduce her. And then, you know, uh, the power of God was just moving, uh, you know, at the end of service, you know, end up praying and everything else. Um, did all that. And uh, so that service started at about 7.30. We got out of service at about 9.45, 10 o'clock, somewhere around there. Uh, came back home and uh, haven't even gotten out of my dress clothes yet. Or as we would say back in the day, my church clothes. Hadn't even done that yet. Uh, it is now one in the morning. One o'clock in the morning. And I'm happy. I'm so happy. I'm so I'm I'm tired. Don't get me wrong. I'm tired, but I'm so happy because I get to give this gift to you all. And I, I'm just gonna read something I, I shared on Facebook uh, not too long ago. It was on Thursday actually, and I said, in order for you to get what you want, you have to want it bad enough to change. In order for you to get what you want, you have to want it bad enough to change. And, and, and that's going to be what I leave with you. You know, there are a lot of people who say they want to do certain things, but they're waiting for the right time to do it. They're waiting for the convenient time to do it. Guess what? If you want it bad enough, you have to be willing to change. Change your outlook. You're going to have to be willing to change your schedule. You're going to have to be willing to lose sleep. You're going to have to be willing to do a lot of things. If you want something bad enough, you're going to have to make some changes. If you're used to just doing what you want to do and, and not sacrificing any time, guess what? You're going to have to change that. You're going to have to change that. You, 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 you got to want it bad enough. It has to be a passion for you. It has to be a passion for you. And so me working, having a full-time job uh, with, with other responsibilities, you know, I'm a pastor. 
you know, I, I minister on Wednesday nights. So I'm studying Monday, Tuesday, ministering on Wednesday, studying uh, Thursday, uh, doing the podcast Friday, doing the podcast on Saturday, uh, ministering the word of God on Sunday. I do that because it's a passion to me. And it's something that this, this podcast has just been a dream of mine. And I don't regret it. But you have to find something, whatever it is for you, you have to find something you're passionate about. And if you're really passionate about it, you'll sacrifice whatever you have to do. Right now, my wife is probably, I don't know if she's sleeping or not, I know she's in the bed. In the bed. But this is my passion. And I said, I will give my all to my passion. I will give my all to my dream. There's somebody right now who has a dream to to one day have a business. You have a dream to to be, you know, the best wife, to be the best husband. Guess what? You might have to lose a little bit of sleep and talk to God. I know I did. When we were, you know, looking for a house, my wife would be asleep. I'd be up in the middle of the night, three o'clock in the morning, looking at houses. Because I wanted it that bad. I wanted to be able to do some things for my wife and for my kids. I wanted it that bad. What keeps you up at night? Is it stress? Or is it the dream that you won't let die? If you want it bad enough, you're going to have to be willing to change. You're going to have to be willing to sacrifice. Now, do you want it? That's my closing thought, man. I, I hope it I hope it means something. I hope it hits you. I hope it means something to you. I hope it hits you in the heart. You know, because there's a lot of smart brothers out there. There's a lot of smart sisters out there. There's a lot of people who got many gifts, but they just have no passion. A dream without no action would just become a dream or would just stay a dream. And can I be honest? A dream without no passion will soon turn into a nightmare. You want to know why? Because you'll always be saying, I wish I would. Don't be that person. Go after it. All right. Until next weekend, man, listen, I love all of y'all. Hope that you enjoyed the show. Hope that you got something out of it. But until next weekend, stay up. Okay. Have a good night. Or should I say a good day?